7, verses 8 and 9. If you have it, shout amen. Amen. All right. Verse 8 of Hebrews chapter 11 says, By faith Abraham, when he was called out, called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country. Dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Amen. I just want to preach from the thought this morning. Uh, I'm taking taking the text out of verse 9. And I want to preach about don't be a stranger in your own house. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning and ask that he move in a mighty way. Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you, God, that you brought us together to worship you today. God, I'm thankful that you're here in this house, Lord Jesus. Jesus, we want you to move in a special way today, God. Lord, you see the lives that are in this building this morning, God. You see the condition of every soul, Lord. I pray that you would move in this place. Lord, God, get a hold of hearts today, God. Change the direction of a life today, God. Fill somebody with the Holy Ghost, I pray. Lord, I know that you're able to do it. I know that there's a promise here for us to receive, oh God, in Jesus' name. We thank you for what you're going to do, God. We thank you for your anointing, God. Lord, use me today to preach your word, I pray, God. Lord, anoint our ears to hear and receive your word, I pray, in Jesus' name. We thank you for what you're going to do, in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Oh, Lord, you are so worthy, God. You are so good to us, God. Hallelujah to your name, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Amen. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Amen. I remember as a kid when, I, when, I, when we would go over to people's house, whether it was just to eat dinner with them or to hang out or uh, teach a Bible study, especially if we were teaching a Bible study, we were going over to a relative's house, uh, Almost constantly, up until my teenage years, and even occasionally during my teenage years, uh, my parents would remind us every time how you how you're supposed to act at somebody else's house. Amen. You're supposed to be on your best behavior. Amen. Use your please and thank yous. Make sure you don't step on anybody's toes, so to speak. Don't eat everything in sight and out of sight. Don't go rummaging through their cabinets looking for food. Amen. Be considerate of others. If you're, if you're going for somewhere for dinner, amen, make sure that there's food for the person behind you. Don't take everything all at once. Amen. There's food. There'll be food at home too. Don't overstay your welcome. Don't, don't stay there till 3 o'clock in the morning. They got to go to work the next day. Give them a chance to sleep. Amen. Don't destroy their house. Especially if, especially if you're going to teach Bible some, a Bible study to somebody, you don't want to go over to their house and knock holes in sheetrock and be wrestling and 
do everything that they're teaching against in Bible study. Amen. Amen. Make, make sure you help pick up. If you make a mess, if you throw toys on the floor, if you're, if you, if you're outside and you're digging holes, make sure you help fill in the hole. Make sure you help put toys back in the toy box. Just tread lightly. You don't, you don't have to act, you don't have to go full throttle, act like you have a brain in your head. Amen. I remember hearing that multiple, multiple times. Don't, 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 don't act like we don't teach you anything at home. Don't, don't forget everything that I've taught you when you go to somebody else's house. Now, now at home, it's a little different, whether for good, for better, for worse, you know, sometimes we're, we're totally comfortable with showing the good, bad, and ugly at home. We're, we're okay with uh, throwing our fits. We're okay with asking for things. We're okay with uh, going to the cabinet when you're supposed to go to the cabinet and when you're not supposed to go to the cabinet to find some food. You're okay with rummaging through the fridge, looking for food. Uh, I, I, I'm thankful for my grandma because I, uh, I probably ate tens of thousands of dollars worth of food at her house. <laughs> Amen. Uh, quite honestly, I still I feel more comfortable going over to Grandma's house, robbing her house, <laughs> than, than my own parents. I feel bad sometimes. I go to my parents' house. I don't even I don't even know what's how my parents' house is set up anymore. It feels like, but Grandma's house has been the same way as long as I can remember. I know where the food's at. I know where the cookies are on top of the fridge. I know she probably has some ice cream in the free, freezer. And I, I'm at home. I'm at home at Grandma's house. It's like my, like my grandpa always used to say, a lot of you probably heard it, come on, are you going to graze all day like a cow? He'd, he'd say, you're grazing. You just, you go from one thing to the next. You just take a couple steps over and you eat some more and then you eat some more. Unfortunately, I made, him, I made some messes. I, I, I would go to grandma's house or I'd be at my own house. And me and Ethan were more than happy to dig holes in the ground. And my dad would be outside mowing, and he'd come inside steaming mad, just furious, because he'd wrenched his ankle because of a hole in the ground. Or we left, we left a baseball out and broke his lawnmower blade because the lawnmower blade hit the baseball. We're a little more demanding sometimes when we're at home. We... We don't, we don't always remember to use our please and thank yous. Most of the time we ought to do that, right? Amen. Now, if we go to Genesis chapter 12, uh, God promised Abram, at that point he was Abram, God promised him that he would become a great nation. And those, those promises, it wasn't just one time that God promised Abraham that. We'll find that out here. But if we go to Genesis 12, 1 through 3, the Bible says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and, I, and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. And curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. In Genesis 12 and 7, 
The Lord appeared unto Abraham again in this verse, and he says, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. This covenant was again renewed in Genesis 13, beginning in verse 14. The Lord said unto Abram, after that Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land, in the length of it, and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Again in Genesis 17 and 8, God gives him this promise yet again. He says, I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And again, one final time, God gives this promise again to Abraham in Genesis 22, verse 17. That in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou, thou hast obeyed my voice. Amen. We find Abraham fearing the kings of Egypt in uh, Philistia. We find in, in Genesis, I didn't write the scripture reference down, but he feared those kings because of his wife. When he went into the land of Egypt, uh, he truthfully told a lie and said that his wife was his sister. They were half, half brother, half sister, or cousins. I can't remember the exact connection, but they, he was technically telling the truth. Uh, and he, Abraham lived in fear of those kings, and, the, and King Abimelech of Philistia, he told him the same lie because he's afraid of, for his own life. God made covenant with Isaac as well, we find in Genesis chapter 26, beginning in verse 3. Those same promises that were made to Abraham, God gave those promises to Isaac. Genesis 26 and 3 says, Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee. This is God talking to Isaac. And will bless thee, for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Now, it's interesting to see that Isaac, he lived in fear of Abimelech as well for the same reasons as his father. He, he told the same lie that, oh, my wife, she's my sister. He didn't say anything about her being his wife. And then uh, Abimelech figured out that that was not the truth, that Isaac and Rebekah were married. Amen. And he said, you could have got us all killed, man. What's, what are you thinking? We find that Isaac prospered in uh, Genesis chapter 26, beginning in verse 12. 
It says that Isaac sowed in that land, in the land of the Philistines, and received in the same year an hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. They said, this guy's got more than we've got, and he's a stranger. For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his fathers, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech, who was the king of the Philistines, he said unto Isaac, Go from us, get out of here. Thou art much mightier than we. So why did he leave? If he was stronger than the Philistines, if they were scared of him, he could have just taken over. He left. What, what, why, why would you do that? If you have all the power and, and you're acting like a mouse, if you're a lion acting like a mouse, there's a problem. Jacob, we find that Jacob received that same promise. In Genesis chapter 28, verse 13, this is when Jacob was running from his brother Esau. He was scared for his life. Probably didn't think he was going to make it out the night. Uh, But God gave him a promise in his darkest hour. Genesis 28 and 13 says, Behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou thou liest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee, and in thy seed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. But we find in Genesis chapter 33, if he has this promise, uh, it would make sense that he just takes possession of the land. But we find him essentially paying tribute, again, uh, to the king of Shechem, he bought land in the land of Canaan. In Genesis chapter 33, verse 19, he bought a parcel of a field where he had spread his tent at the hand of the children of Hamor, Shechem's father, for a hundred pieces of money. So we find that Jacob bought some land, but that's not, that's not the promise that God gave him. It didn't say that God... God didn't say, for such and such amount of money, you will receive this land. He gave him a promise that he would possess the land, that God was going to give him the land. Amen. I know that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they, they all had a promise. And I, I understand that it was not yet time for it to be fulfilled. It wasn't yet time. The Bible says that the, the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full, so the children of Israel couldn't yet take possession of that land. I, under, I, I understand all that, that there's a time and a place that things sometimes don't happen immediately. Sometimes God gives us a promise. Sometimes it happens immediately. Sometimes it takes days. Sometimes it takes weeks, months, years. Amen. Same way with David. David was anointed to be king, but he did not become king immediately. He received a promise that he was going to become the king. Just because it didn't happen immediately, that did not make the, pro- the promise a lie. Jesus, he himself, he had a promise. 
He had, but he had to flee to Egypt because it was not yet his time. The king, king Herod wanted to kill him, so he had to go where King Herod had no jurisdiction. Amen. Because it wasn't his time. He wasn't, he wasn't even old enough to walk yet, probably. And so he couldn't yet save the world because he was still in a crit. So please don't think that I'm take, trying to take the book of Genesis and these Bible verses out of context. I'm simply, I'm simply using Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob just to make a point. They were strangers in their own house. They were on their best behavior. They didn't want to step on anybody's toes, even though they were much more powerful than the Philistines. We find that Abraham was the one that delivered Lot when, when the, the nation of Sodom, when there was people taken captive. It wasn't, it wasn't the Amorites. It wasn't the Syrians. It wasn't the Egyptians that they called for help. It was Abraham, Abram or Abraham that they called to come deliver them and bring them back safely. Abraham was promised that he would possess the land that he sojourned in. Yet the only place that I find him taking possession of is the land of Machpelah, which he bought for a graveyard. That's the only land. I, I was reading through it, and it's, it's incredible. Abraham received multiple promises in the word of God that he was going, he, God said, you will possess the land. Your seed will possess the land. But the only land that I find him owning is a graveyard. It's the same with Isaac and the Philistines. When Isaac, it's, it says in the Bible that he had lots of cattle, lots of servants. He had tents, but he had no land. He didn't have that promised land that was promised to him. Jacob, he bought that little parcel of land. And Jacob's sons, we know if we read the word of God, uh, Jacob's daughter was defiled by Shechem. And so Jacob's sons went in and they realized, hey, we got enough power, we can, we can whoop these guys. So they went and they whooped him. And Jacob, Jacob said, what are you guys thinking? You're going to get me killed. And he still didn't realize I've, I've got way more power. I've got way more strength than what these people do here. In a way, these men, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, if you think about it, they had an abstract mentality. They had a promise. They knew that God had promised them something. But they didn't realize, they must not have heard the part that said, it's to you and to your seed. They must have only heard, it's to your seed. Now let's skip forward. Let's skip forward about 400 years. Pharaoh realized that the children of Israel had grown so much that they outnumbered the, the Egyptians. He understood very well that they could turn the tables. The, the Israelites would become the taskmasters over the Egyptians. Israel didn't realize this. They, they had no, no inkling. They, they didn't realize how strong and how, pow, how much power that they had. We find even that after God delivered them from Pharaoh at the Red Sea, there's two to three million people at this Red Sea, and yet still they're scared that an army, even if it was 100,000 men, they were still scared to death that 100,000 men was going to annihilate two to three million people. The odds simply don't calculate. They had fear. Thankfully, we know that God fought the battle for them. He opened the Red Sea. The spies, 
that went into the promised land the first time. They forgot that promise as well. They saw the land. They said, yeah, this is a beautiful land. It's a great place. It's a good city. It's a good country. There's, there's grapes the size of pomegranates here. They've, there's, there's shade trees. There's everything you could want. It's a beautiful land. But they said, there's, there's giants here. There's, there's people that's already here. We can't beat them. We can't defeat them. We're too scared. In Numbers chapter 20, we find that Israel asked for passage. They just wanted to pass through the nation of Edom. They, just, they said, hey, our cattle won't eat your grass. We're not going to drink any of your water. We're not going to mess anything up. All we want is we just want a little road to go through, is basically what they were saying. And the Edomites said, no. If you do it, we're going to destroy you. We're going we're gonna to come out with men. We're going to come out with spears, swords, chariots, horses, and we're going to destroy you. And Israel said, oh, oh, oh. we'll go another way. We'll, we'll get away. We'll get away. We're scared. But something changed in Numbers chapter 21. They, they asked the same thing of the Amorites. They said, hey, we, we're not going to touch your grass. Our cattle won't eat your grass. We're not going to mess your land up. We, we, all we want to do is we just, we're trying to get to a destination. We don't, we don't want to, we're not here to conquer you. We just want to go through. The Amorites said, we're going to whoop you. We're going to take you out for even thinking that you could ask us to go through our land. Finally, instead of, instead of tucking tail and running like a dog, Israel remembered their promise. They remembered our fathers, they have this promise that this land is going to be given to us. Amen. Moses restated Israel's promise in Deuteronomy chapter 11. Amen. If you'll go there with me in the Bible. Amen. This is getting to where I'm going. I, sometimes it takes a little time to build a foundation. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 23 through 25. Then the Lord will dry, then will the Lord drive out all these nations from before you, and ye shall possess greater nations and mightier than yourselves. Every place whereon the soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours. From the wilderness in Lebanon, from the river, the river Euphrates, even unto the uttermost sea shall your coast be. There shall be no man. There shall no man be able to stand before you. For the Lord your God shall lay the fear of you and the dread of you upon all the land that ye shall tread upon, as he hath said unto you. Amen. And then we know that in the book of Joshua, Joshua led Israel in finally claiming that land and finally realizing that promise that, they, that God had promised to them for generations. It was 400 there was 400 years of captivity. There was 400 years that they were in Egypt. But even before that, there was promises given. So who knows, it could have been 500, 550 years that the promise had been given that it had not yet been fulfilled. And then in that moment, when they went into the promised land, that promise began to take place. Amen. Understanding, if we know that the church is God's, I know that this is God's church I know that this is the house of God. Amen. Just think about this. Think about it in this light. Some people think that it's wrong to claim 
the church as their own. It's wrong to say, it's my church, it's, it's my place, it's, my, it's our church. But that's not, that's not true. If you think about it like this, my daughter, she belongs to me. This, she's my daughter. But when she gets old enough, she's going to say, he's my dad. And, and so it's the same way with us in the church. We believe that the Father is both the Son and the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost has been given unto us. Amen. We've received the Holy Ghost, right? Amen. And we are His possession, the Bible says. As, as our Father, we are His possession. But we have the Holy Ghost. God has been given to us. Now, so this, this reciprocation, it indicates to me that we can claim this church, the church in general, as our own. It is, this is my church. This is personally, I, this, this belongs to me. The Holy Ghost belongs to me. Amen. Praise God. The devil wants us to think that the sanctuary, this building, is somebody else's house. He's going to tell us we need to tread lightly. We don't, don't, don't speak up too much. Don't, don't say too much because you, somebody might think that you're crazy. Somebody might think that you're strange. Somebody might think that you're out of order. Somebody, if you, if you get too much Holy Ghost and you get drunk in the Holy Ghost, people might think that you're a glutton, that you're eating too much, that you're taking too much. Leave, leave, leave right after service. Don't, don't stick around and talk to anybody. You, you might be holding them from cleaning the bathrooms or, or locking up, lock, locking the building up. Wait a second. No, no. This is my house. This is our house. If you're a blood-bought saint of God, amen. You can bring the good, bad, and ugly in here. You can show your good side. If you have problems, you can bring them in this house. God wants to take care of it. Amen. If I don't pray, if I don't worship, I'm the sore thumb. I'm the one that sticks out, not everybody else. The people that are worshiping are not the crazy ones. If you're not worshiping, you are the crazy one. Amen. So let the prayers get loud. Let the house get a little messy. There's a time to tear up. There's a time to clean up. Amen. But it's time to worship the Lord. Satan wants us to think that this city is his. And he only tolerates our little church. He wants it. He wants us to believe that he's just letting us have a little bit of revival. He'll try to convince us, don't say too much. Don't witness to that person. That person doesn't want God. He'll try to shut us up. No, this house, this city is my city. This is my revival. I will not shut up. I will not be silent. I will tell people about the Lord. I will see people filled with the Holy Ghost in this house. God has given us this city. We own this city. We don't have to ask the devil's permission for anything. Amen. We don't want just enough land for a graveyard. We want room for the next generation to grow. I'm not saying that this church as a whole is backed in the corner. I know personally this is what the devil tries to tell me. He's tried to marginalize me for too long. He's tried to put me back in the corner. I'm not doing it. This world is open and blunt with its agenda. It wants to say, this is what you're going to do. No, no, no. I'm going to feel welcome. If you're going to present your agenda to me, I will present my agenda to you. You need the Holy Ghost. You need to repent of your sins. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe that there's promises that have been given to individuals in this house. Don't let the devil silence you. Don't let him say, it's not going to happen. Keep believing it. Keep preparing for your promises. 
Amen. The Bible gives us as believers promises. In Mark 16 and 17, it says, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall, they shall, shall, shall lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. John 14 and 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works he shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Amen. You can be seated. If this is your first time here, there's a promise that is thousands of years old waiting on you. Some people try to say that you can no longer receive this promise. They'll try to tell you that it was only for the day of Pentecost, that it was only just for a short period of time. But I'm here to tell you, no matter what anybody else says, I believe that they're wrong. The reason I believe that is because I know what I've received. I've received the Holy Ghost just like they did on the day of Pentecost. You can't tell me that it's a dead experience, that it doesn't happen. Because I, you can't argue with my experience. It may not have happened for you, but it can happen for you. Amen. In the Old Testament, that promise is mentioned in Isaiah 28 and 11. It says, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. Joel chapter 2 and verse 28 says, It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Amen. And we find in the New Testament that promise is mentioned again. And the fulfillment of that promise is in Acts chapter 2 verse 38. Peter said, You must repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 39, it says, For the promise, there is a promise that is given unto you, to those that were back then. He was, that was the you. And to your children, he said, it's to your kids too. And then he said, to all that are far off, that is us today, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. Amen. I've, I know that I've received the Holy Ghost. I know that others have received it here. Amen. The Holy Ghost is for you. Amen. And it's simple to receive the Holy Ghost. You have to first, just like Peter said, you've got to repent of your sins. Repentance are words. Repentance is action. Amen. You've got to say, God, I'm sorry. I've made mistakes in my life. I've done things wrong. I haven't done things right all the time, God. Please forgive me. Jesus, I don't want to make the same mistakes that I've made in my past, God. Lord, I need you to change me. I need you to remake me, God. Amen. And once you're done repenting, you must be baptized. You've got to bury your sins in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And then you will receive, and it's a promise that you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost because you have obeyed the commandments. Praise God. And the way, you that, the way that you know that you receive the Holy Ghost is that you will begin to speak in an unknown tongue just like it says that prophecy, that promise in Isaiah chapter 28. It says, for with stammering lips in another tongue will he speak to this people. So when the Holy Ghost begins to come upon you and, it be, and you feel your lips begin to move and your tongue begin to move and it's a language that you don't understand, don't stop it because that's the Holy Ghost that's trying to move in. It's God himself. Amen. It's the Spirit of God that's trying to come inside. Amen. Brother Ethan, you can come. The church, this church has been given specific promises, specific promises of significant revival. Amen. I'm here to tell you that it's not coming. It's right outside our front door. 
Amen. It's not in some other city traveling here. Amen. It's right outside our front doors that we have to go out those front doors and we have to go into our city and we have to go claim our, our land, claim this city. Amen. Claim people that want the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. There's fear that tries to stop us. There's fear that tries to tell us that won't happen. There's fear that tries to say, act like a stranger. It's not, this isn't your land. Amen. But in the book of 2 Kings, amen, if we can all stand. The book of 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15, it says, When the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host compassed the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? There can, there's, there's an army that's here that's trying to destroy us. The man of God answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Amen. We don't have to be a stranger in our own church today. Amen. If there's promises, and I know there are promises. Amen. There's a promise of revival that this church has been given. Amen. I'm going to claim this promise today. I'm, I'm going to come up to this altar. Amen. And I'm going to believe God that the revival that he has promised us, the work that we are doing. Amen. We are claiming our promise. Amen. If you have a promise Amen, that God has spoken to you, that the man of God has told you it's going to happen. Amen, you need to come to this altar in faith this morning, believing that God is going to do the work. Amen, if you want the Holy Ghost, there's the promise for you here today. If you want God's Spirit, He wants to fill you with it. Amen, so let's come up to this altar. Amen, you've got to ask the Lord. You've got to say, God, I want my promise. God, I want the Holy Ghost, Lord. I want your spirit. God, everything that you've promised me, I'm not going to let it fall to the ground. I'm not going to stand in your way, God. I'm going to let you have your way. Oh, God, have your way, Lord. Your word says that if we ask, we shall receive. If we seek, we shall find. If we knock, the door shall be opened. Oh, Lord, your word says that if we ask anything in your name, that you would do it. That you might be glorified, God. In Jesus' name, we thank you, God, for what you're going to do, God. We have an expectancy, Lord. We thank you, God. Hallelujah to your name, Jesus. We praise you, God. Thank you, God. I'm claiming my promise. God's promise to me. I'm standing my ground. His word I believe. The devil can't stop it. Oh, I'm claiming, claiming my promise today. I'm claiming my promise, God's promise to me. I'm standing my ground. His word I believe. The devil can't stop it. Blessings on the way. I'm claiming my promise today. Oh, claim it. Claim your promise today. Claim it, blessings on the way. Claim it, claim your promise today. 
I'm claiming my promise today. Oh, I'm claiming my promise. God's promise to me. I'm standing my ground. His word I believe. The devil can't stop it. Blessings on the way. I'm claiming my promise today. I am claiming my promise. God's promise to me. I'm standing my ground. His word I believe. The devil can't stop it. Blessings on the way. I'm claiming my promise today. Oh, claim it. Claim your promise today. Claim it. Blessings on the way. Claim it. Claim your promise today. Claiming my promise today. Oh, claiming my promise. God's promise to me. I'm standing my ground. On His word I believe. The devil can't stop it. Blessings all the way. I'm claiming my promise today. Oh, claim it. Claim your promise today. Claim it. Blessings on the way. Claim it. Claim your promise today. I'm claiming my promise today. Oh, I'm claiming my promise. God's promise to me. I'm standing my ground. On His word I believe. The devil can't stop it. Blessings on the way. I'm claiming my promise today. I'm claiming my promise. God has promised to me. I'm standing my ground. His word I believe. The devil can't stop it. Blessings on the way. I'm claiming my promise today. Claim it. Claim your promise today. Claim it. Blessings on the way. Claim it. Claiming my promise today. I'm claiming my promise. God has promised to me. I'm standing my ground. His word I believe. The devil can't stop it. Blessings on the way. I'm claiming my promise today. I'm claiming my promise. God has promised to me. I'm standing my ground. His word I believe. The devil can't stop it. Blessings on the way. I'm claiming my promise today. Claim it. Claim your promise today. Claim it. Blessings on the way. Claim it. Claim your promise today. Claim your promise today. Claim it. Claim your promise today. Claim it. Blessings on the way. Claim it. Claim your promise today. Claim your promise today. I'm claiming my promise. 
God has promised to me. I'm standing my ground. His word I believe. The devil can't stop it. Blessings on the way. Claiming my promise today. I'm claiming my promise. God has promised to me. I'm standing my ground. His word I believe. The devil can't stop. Blessings on the way. I'm claiming my promise today. Claim it. Claim your promise today. Claim it. Blessings on the way. Claim it. Claim your promise today. What I want us to do right now, let's keep praying, but what I want us to do is if God has made you a promise, whether in prayer or from a man of God or from somebody, I want you to lift your hand up right now and say, God, I claim that promise. I may not have seen that promise come to pass yet, Lord, but I believe and I am renewing that desire in my heart to see that promise come to pass. Let's all lift our hands right now and say, God, I want to see that promise come to pass in my life. I don't want just a graveyard. Oh, but I want to see that promise. I want to claim all that you have for me, Lord. I claim it. This isn't just hype. God made you a promise. Second Peter 3 and 9 says that he is not slack concerning the promises that he has made. He is not slack concerning his promises. He hasn't forgotten what he promised to you. He is going to answer that prayer in your life. He's going to answer that promise. He's going to fulfill that promise. Oh, yes, Lord, I claim that promise. Lord, whatever I need to do to see that promise come to pass, Lord, help me to do my part. Whatever I need to do, if I need to stand still, help me to stand still. If I need to march into the land in faith, help me to march into that land. Whatever I need to do, God. If I need to go to war in prayer, I'm going to go to war in prayer. Oh, yes, Lord, I want to see that promise come to pass. Oh, yes, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for that promise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, claim it. Hallelujah. Oh, I grab a hold of the promises of God. The promises of God are yea and amen. Hallelujah. I lay hold on that promise. I'm not letting go. I won't let go of that promise. Oh, yes, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for pouring out your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for giving me strength. Thank you, Lord, for making a way out of no way. Oh, whatever it is. Hallelujah. Worship him for just a little bit longer. Hallelujah.